Thank y'all for being here, man. This is uh, um, this is history, bro. What a time to be alive, man. This is this is this is history. We we are gonna try to have a normal show. We're gonna try to have a regular show, but there's just there's just so much there's just so much going on, man. We got um, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, obviously, right? Obvious stuff to talk about. You know, the stuff that's going on with with like George Floyd. Stuff that's going on with uh. uh our, our president. I mean, stuff that's going on with COVID nineteen. We're still a we're, we're we're still in the middle of this pandemic. And like, yo, I, I mean, can anybody appreciate the irony that we're in this pandemic? They're telling us to social distance. Um, they're saying that if you are going to go outside, wear a mask, wear gloves, and people are outside. And they're wearing masks and gloves, and they're fucking shit up. And yo, know, listen, I'm 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 gonna spend this time talking about the 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 jokes, the lighthearted stuff that's going on, because this is this is this is very these are very real serious things that people are facing, things that are going on right now. These are these are very I mean I mean serious. These are these are really 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 major major issues. Right, but here we are where um, people are frustrated and people are using this time to, I guess, express themselves or live their long lost, lost dreams of vigilanteisms out. You know what I'm saying? Um, basically, 
I'm talking about that woman that was in that wheelchair that was posing like a like an elderly woman, and and she ended up getting her ass whooped and sprayed with the fire extinguisher and all that shit. And I mean, the jokes write themselves, bro. The jokes write themselves. This woman is in her 30s. I mean, shit. That talks about how white women age, right? I mean, like, like that, like that. That just, that just, that just speaks to the fact that you know, white women age like bananas out here. If 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 you got a thirty year old that can pose as an elderly woman in a wheelchair and people would and it was it was a like the way that the story unfolded like wait a minute she's thirty holy shit and then we found footage of her walking around like and she can walk oh my yo know, like it was like a whoa type of thing you know what I'm saying like it's it's a it's crazy. It is it, it it is crazy. Listen, bro, I wish we could talk about like I wish we could talk about, you know, um I wish you could talk about Doja Cat and how Doja Cat is a fucking idiot. I wish we could, bro. I wish we could talk about some of these things that that, you know, would 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 be major topics to talk about. But there's no time to talk about stupid ass Doja Cat at a time like this. I wish we could talk about how bad that 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 one twelve jagged edge, not even one twelve, how bad that you know fucking one one, how bad that eleven versus jagged edge battle was. I wish we could talk about that, but there's just no time. There's just so many other things to talk about. I wish we could spend time talking about the Lance Armstrong documentary and how you know Lance Armstrong was a was a cheater and, and was such a great cheater and how. You know, 20 years ago, and maybe not too differently from now, but how we were so desperately looking for a white athlete for us to put our arms around that we we ignored one of the greatest cheaters in sports history. There's no time to talk about that because what's always plagued America, what's always been in the way of America truly being great, because America was never great. Let me be clear. America was never great because America is rooted in white supremacy. Once America wants, wants to cleanse, once America properly cleanses itself of white supremacy and people that have been um, oppressed and marginalized, people that are victims, of white supremacy get their justice america will never ever 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 be great and we're witnessing some of that now this whole episode is going to be titled we tried to tell y'all because we did so Thank y'all for being here. If this is your first time listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast, subscribe, rate, and comment, and uh, we'll be back with y'all right after these messages. Y'all take it easy. Yo, yo. What's up, people? Welcome back. Um, so, yeah, like, like I was saying in the, in the intro, um, lots, of, lots of stuff to talk about, and, and, and it's hella, I don't want to say awkward. I guess awkward would be the right word. But, um, you know, trying to maintain routine when there's no routine about any of this, right? 
listen, we came here. All right. So, so my setup usually when we try to develop the show, develop the talking points, things that we're going to talk about, right? During the week, um, I may, like, I leave myself notes, be it on my phone, um, you know, on a little notepad. Um, I usually have a book bag or something in my car or on my person, you know, notebooks and all types of stuff inside. I'll write down things that might, you know, like interest me, right? We usually drop the podcast Friday, Saturday, Sunday, kind of like the end of the week kind of thing. Um, but, but I might drop it Friday night, something happens Saturday. And I'm like, damn, that would be a great topic to talk about, right? And it just don't work out that way. So last week, um, I talked about uh, the, the, the Nancy Pelosi joke where she, she said Trump was obese. And I mean, shit, that, that seems like it was, you know, a month ago. Um, and almost 24 hours after, or maybe even that night, I don't remember the guy's name. I have the tweet saved, but I got so many tweets saved because of all of the stuff that has happened since, where uh, this guy was just this, this, you know, some political talking head. I don't, I don't, I don't know his name or anything like that. Nor, honestly, even if I did know his name, I don't want to give him any shine on my platform. Um, but uh, he starts attacking. Um, what, what, what's the woman's name that lost the uh, lost that elect? Well, that didn't win. I, I want to say she lost, but she didn't win the election in in Georgia. The the woman that ran for mayor. Fuck. Um, not Stacey Kemp, because the guy Kemp won. Um, Stacey Abrams, where the dude immediately starts making fun of Stacey Abrams' weight. And, you know, I said that this is going to happen. And because of the uh, clandestine racism that nice white people have, and, and we're going to talk about some of that clandestine racism um, with the Amy Cooper woman, but because of this clandestine racism that, you know, we've accepted from the nice white people, and I'm doing the air quotes when I say the nice white people, the women that white people are comfortable with are usually your, and I don't want, I don't want to disparage Stacey Abrams or any other woman. Um, but they're usually not the attractive um, what the what what's attractive to our normative society are usually not these women. Um, it's usually the and I mean this is no offense I'm not trying to you know what I'm saying but it's usually the the, the Gabby Sidibes, um usually the Lizzos not saying that these women aren't pretty women but they just don't have the body type that's that's desired across um, mass media, right? And there's a lot of these types of women in corporate America setting, a um, lot of these types of women. I mean, I mean, 
in Hollywood, it's a whole trope, right? The um, what's what's wow, damn, I don't remember her name, but but she's a uh, the Natasha Rothwell character, um, on Insecure, the funny woman Kelly. Um, it, it you know what I'm saying? Like like we've resorted. There's there's this show with uh Zoe Kravitz, I think that's Zoe Kravitz. Um, Lisa Bonet's daughter, I'm not sure if it's Lisa Bonet's daughter, but Lisa Bonet's daughter, um, where her part, well, you know, like the comic relief in that show is an overweight black woman. So that, so like, that's that trope, right? And, you know, jokes are one thing. Right, like you know, I have friends. We all we are friends. We we all joke around with our friends in a way that we would never allow strangers to joke around with our friends. So when you have a woman <clears throat> that's calling this man morbidly obese, and again, I believe Nancy Pelosi was joking, but that opens up a can of worms for people to attack black women, and you know. Eh, we don't really have a lot of people protecting black women, especially these types of black women. So um, just be wary of that, right? We're going to try to have a normal show, as normal as we can, right? So um, started to pot out with that Gibbs bumping. I haven't had a chance to listen to all of the Gibbs. Um, I'm a fan of Freddie Gibbs. Fuck with Gibbs. Uh, from what I heard, the the first five projects of the joint, um, it's great. Actually, six, six. I heard the the the, the last song I heard was the uh, the Tyler the Creator joint, and um, good. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a huge fan of most of the things that Alchemist does. So so it works out great. Um, I look forward to, to to more. I don't know. That's that's really all, all, all I got. I mean, the shit came out today, or or you know, like uh, like yesterday. Whenever you hear this, um, but let me see. Let me see. Let me see. All right, here we go. Here we go. Beanie Man. Oh, yo, damn, yo, it was all good just a week ago. Um, the the Beanie Man, the Bounty Killer versus yo. Listen, salute to you, Jamaicans. All of my, all, all of, all, of, all of my Jamaican, massive, um, you know, my Caribbean massive. Big up yourself. Listen, we have a lot to learn about how to do this versus, how to do this performance shit. From our Jamaican brethren, and that was dope, yo. It was it was so dope. I've rewatched it, and I've I've, I've never. I, let me see. I think my favorite. Um. So, like musically, my favorite was Cream and RZA. Musically, prior to this one. Musically, my favorite was Cream and RZA. Um. I enjoyed the Little John, uh, like T Pain joint, um, but I mean, even with the even even with Prem and RZA, RZA had some sound issues. 
right? And it's tough to find a way to to do that with, you know, Instagram because you know you 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 have shared Wi-Fi signals from wherever, um, all linking to one server at one location. Um, you got so much broadband. I mean, excuse me, so much you know bandwidth with uh, sound and video and all of that stuff, and shit gets jumbled up, and and we have what we have, right? I mean, granted, their social distancing standards may be different than ours, um, but it was dope to have those two brothers together, Um, especially, you know, if you remember these cats, you know, they, their beef wasn't just a music beef. Um, and you know, there, there's a, there's a, there, there was a, there's a lot of, uh, how do I put this delicately? There's a lot of collateral damage surrounding, you know, these two artists and boy, did they, they killed it, man. They, yeah. It was so good. It was so good. It was it was it was so good that the cops didn't even want to fuck it up. Every everything about it was and let me tell you something. If these dance hall artists, if these reggae artists, if they can successfully merge with EDM, uh, you talk, I mean, big money, big money coming, yo. So, so, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was very good. It was very good to, to see these brothers, uh, put aside the differences that they had in the past. Um, you know, they had their families there. They was performing together. It was it it was dope. I liked how they kind of set it up where they had where, where like they, they were playing all of their hip hop features for the American crowd, like like as as like kind of a warm up, and then they built up into getting in their shit, and they started to you know perform and rock out. And I mean, even as I'm recording this, right, I'm kind of dancing a little bit in my chair, even though my back hurts, my back is killing. Um, but it, yeah, it was it was it was really good. It was it was it was really really good work. Um, big fan. And then they had the verses with the one twelve and the well not even one twelve with like one one, and jagged edge and it was not I didn't I didn't I didn't yeah it it, it just wasn't the same. Um, it's like this when when. When the Chrysler 300s first dropped, right, like that Cat Williams joke where they say, nigga, I got the Chrysler 300 because it looked like a Phantom, until a Phantom pull up. Beanie Man and, and you know, Wallod was the Phantom. I mean, and, and you know what? I don't even want to diminish the Chrysler 300 by saying that Jagged Edge and them was the Chrysler 300. But they, they, they... Yeah, they, yeah, 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 nah, whatever. Um, so let, let, let me see, let me see. What else is the topic? All right, oh, here we go. Major League Baseball. So 
I'm not going to talk about sports too much, but we're going to talk about the money because that's important. The money is, is what important, right? So we have, obviously, this global pandemic going on. Um, people are, all of the things that people are addicted to, we've allowed them to keep. We've made liquor stores essential because... We are functioning alcoholics in our society, and um, most of us are functioning alcoholics and don't even know it. Um, we have functioning al- alcoholics in our society, and if they don't get their medicine, air quotes around medicine, they'll go into withdrawal, and it'll be very harmful for their health. So, boom. Now, gambling is an addiction also. We have a lot of people that are, you know, gambling addicts. People that bet on Korean baseball, um, people that bet on European soccer clubs that don't watch European soccer, right? So sports coming back is, yeah, it's, 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 you know, gambling at its core, but also the ancillary money that comes off of this, this comic that is sports, any major sports league, right? You got um, a baseball stadium, you're selling beer, hot dogs, popcorn, you know, people paying for parking, people buying T-shirts. You got vendors outside selling stuff, people buying stuff from the vendors outside. You know what I'm saying? So all of these people are able to make some money off of this Major League Baseball team, this, this Major League Baseball program, any sports program. So. Major League Baseball is working out this deal where they're trying to uh, restart the season um, and and shared and it's a shared revenue kind of thing, right? Now the Major League Baseball union is the strongest union in professional sports, right? I have um, I have made claims that if if you guys listen to the bonus episode I did about, um, you know, sports in general, but, but mainly the last dance. Um, I maintain that, you know, for what Michael Jordan did, he was grossly underpaid. There's, there, there's never, there's no way to pay these players. And I'm talking about your elite of your elite, right? Not even, even though, you know, players like a Kawhi Leonard and a, and a Paul George, even though these guys are elite players, they're not elite marketing. You know what I'm saying? They're not elite in, in, in their endorsement value. Um, your elites like your LeBron James, your, your like Steph Curry's, uh, your Shaquille O'Neal's even, I wouldn't even consider Kobe elite in terms of his marketing while he was with us. Right, but you know, people that were heavily prevalent in commercials, ads, all of that good stuff. You can't pay these guys enough money um, if their sport is capped, if their income is capped. It's not. It's. Uh, it's. It's not right. Right. So Major League Baseball is the, is, is the only major sport where it, 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 there's no cap, okay? So the players are like, yeah, we'll come back and, and we'll, we'll play for our normal rate, right? Like if I'm supposed to make $15 million this season, if, 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 if I signed a contract in 2018 and that contract said that in 2020, I would get paid 
$10 million, I'll come play in 2020. How, it, even, if, even if the season is shortened, I'll come play in 2020, but I'm coming to play for my contract rate. And the owners is like, well, there's less revenue. And because there's less revenue, you know, do us a be a team player. Do us a solid. Take this pay cut. And the players are like, listen, you want us to take the pay cut, but you're not the one taking the risk in terms of our bodies, not just that this virus kills people, but what are the prolonged effects of this virus? I am with the players. I usually side with the players. I am with the players. You know what I'm saying? I'm with the players because, yo, we don't know what their personal lives is like. We don't know, you know, if they have children, if they want to have children. But if there's a, a virus that's going to make me infertile, and if I could prevent being infertile, uh, I'll do my best to prevent being infertile, right? Until the owners, now they're trying to use this as um, contract leverage for the next CBA, capping the revenue. So they came up with a with a with a with a split where they're, where they're saying that the highest paid players have to take the biggest cut, right? So if you, for example, Mike Trout, best best player in the sport, most of you probably haven't heard of him. Mike Trout was supposed to make thirty six mil this season, okay? If he comes, if there's a, if there is Major League Baseball to play, and he comes back to play, he will get paid seven mil according to the owner's proposal. I'm not taking that. None of us would take that. I'm not beat. None of us would take, regardless of how, how miserable you are at home, how you know. I mean, I mean, only in only if you're completely desperate will you take. A two-thirds pay cut. I mean, and 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 that's and I mean that's more than two-thirds. That's more than seventy-five percent, going from thirty-six million to seven million. Fuck that. Fuck that. So the players, you know, they're they're going to give their proposal back, and I'm 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 not sure what their proposal is at the moment. Um, I mean, I am, but I I just don't feel like reading this article because there's more important things that I want to talk about than just, um, you know, millionaires arguing with billionaires, all right? Um, let's see, let's see. Okay, okay. So I'm going to try to start light and, and then build up, right? Um, Amy Cooper. Hi, Amy Cooper. We know who Amy. We we know we've all seen the Amy Coopers. We call them Karens, and um, you know, or whatever Beckys, or you know, what I'm saying whatever, right? Right? The the people that call the cops on a little girl with the lemonade stand, uh, people that call the cops on you know black people that might be riding a bike, or people that call the cops on people hanging out in a park, or whatever bullshit, whatever random reason people call the cops. I did watch the Amy Cooper video, um, and one thing, I mean, I mean, it makes me very annoyed that 
everything that happened to Amy Cooper as a result of this video happened because she was strangling that fucking dog. Um, the don't fuck with cats crowd, the don't fuck with cats section of the internet was able to somehow find out all of the information that we found out about this woman through the adoption agency because they tracked that dog. That's pretty neat. But the fact that um, people weaponize police against black people, you know what I'm saying? We can't really, fuck, I'm going to do with that, right? And after learning more about this Amy Cooper woman, um, she was formerly an employee at Franklin Templeton. Franklin Templeton um, has since terminated her employment with them. Franklin Templeton has their own issues, why they can't have this type of press. You can look that up or look up the company that recently acquired Franklin Templeton. I'm not going to go too much in depth about them. Um, But there is this, so there's this notion, there's this notion, right, that black people don't respect the police. And, um, you know, we'll we'll talk more about who respects who later as we progress through this podcast. But I've learned a few things about police in my life. I've learned that police get really annoyed when you run from them, make them chase you, be it on foot, especially on foot. But in a car or on foot, they get really annoyed, really frustrated with that. And if you waste their time. So for the crowd that's against, that's anti-Colin Kaepernick, okay? Colin, I don't know if you guys remember, Colin Kaepernick was the uh, football player, took a knee in, in, in protest, silently, peacefully protest, um, social injustice carried out against black people in these United States by officers of the state. And it it was, oh, you know, police officers, such a courageous job, such a brave job. You know, we got to respect our police officers and blah, 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 blah. In my dealings with women, okay, because women are like police in a lot of different areas, right? A lot of them are private detectives, private investigators, and what they do to figure out, you know, why you liked some girl's photo four months ago. Um, But they also don't like their time wasted. Women. Women don't like their time wasted, even though they waste time. Women don't like their time wasted. So when you call 911, because a guy's filming you with his cell phone, because you're breaking a park ordinance, like not having your cocker spaniel on a leash. Baby, that's a waste of the cop's time. The cops could be doing something important. Now, her whole tone with there's an African-American, like that whole tone kind of, you know, it's like, mm, damn, baby, why you say it like that? Why you why you have to why 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 does it why does it have to be like that? Okay? 
Um, they found the gentleman that was recording. Ironically, he has the same last name. Go figure. No relation, I'm assuming. And um, they asked him, hey, man, you know, why'd you leave? Well, I left because she put the dog on the leash and because I didn't want to stay around to talk to the cops because, you know, I'm black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm black, and I didn't want to stay around for the cops. That is, I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing that play out more than ever. Why would it, why would any black man want to stay around and talk to the cops? If you're and, and 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 you know what? Let me let me um let me let me give the homie Mr. Cooper some some more credit. I don't know, you know, about Mr. Cooper's personal life. I haven't done any research at all. I, I don't even remember his first name if I'm calling the nigga Mr. Cooper. This this had this has all the setups of of like a of like a of, of like a cheesy rom com, right? You know what I'm saying? Two people with the same last name in Central Park, one woman walking a dog, the other guy's a bird watcher, and boom, they can have a you know happy couple. Just how we met. I've seen on Twitter where a lot of white women appear to be pleased with the way this Mr. Cooper guy looks. And without even knowing what Mr. Cooper was into, people like, uh, it, uh you just fetishizing, you just fetishizing. You know Niggas hating, mainly black, mainly, mainly black women hating. Mr. Cooper might be in the white girls. They'll let him, I mean, especially some of, some of those verified blue check white girls was the ones that was up there. You know, like, let, let, let Mr. Cooper, you know, let him, um, you know. Let him go explore. Let him go figure out what 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 might work best for him. Without you know what I'm saying? Because then this man might want to be fetishized. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. He might. I don't know. You don't know either. Um. So so you know it was it was um intriguing to see and then and then you know we learned about all all the things that 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 happened to Amy Cooper after that and um. I, I was ready to talk about um, some of the possible mental illness effects that Ms. Cooper may be dealing with, but fuck that. I'm not shooting her no bail. Um, it's just crazy that, you know, people think that, and, and by people, I'm talking to white people. People think that the racists of the world are your Trump-supporting, you know, toothless, whatever the fuck. Amy Cooper donated to Barack Obama's campaign. I'm sure that Amy Cooper um, will be voting for, not sure, confident, not sure, I'm confident that Amy Cooper will be voting for whoever is running against President Pussy Grabber in November, if we have an election in November, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm sure, mm, I'm not sure, I have to stop saying it. I'm confident that Ms. Cooper supports, quote-unquote, black and brown issues on paper. but we see how people act in real life. 
she could have got this man killed. And for what? Because you broke the rules. And they took her dog away. She lost her job. They banned her from the park. And from what I understand, Amy Cooper has an apartment in the Central Park section of Manhattan. Very costly to live in that part of the world. Amy Cooper going to be all right. Right? She's going to be all right. Um, who's not going to be all right is those 100,000 people that we lost. We lost right now. As I'm recording this, we're at, hold up, hold up one second. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Google it and I'm going to find the exact number. No, no, no. I don't want the deaths in my county. I don't give you that. I want the, you know what I'm saying? Uh, here we go. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Bear with me one second. All right. So that's, no, I want, I don't want the world, dude. I want the United States. How do I coronavirus? No, 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 no. You're killing me, small. And I know it's at like 100,000. 100,000. Uh, blah, deaths. Here we go. Right now we're at um, 100 and, oh, shit. 102, a shade over 102,000 deaths. And, I mean, listen, that's a considerably considerable more amount The number two, I mean, number two, number two isn't even at 40,000 deaths, right? Listen, this is a, this is a, this is a, this is a leadership question. This is a leadership question. This is a lifestyle question. Um, 43% of these hundred and hundred plus thousand deaths, um, are from people 65 and older. So that means that almost 60% are from people that aren't. Which is... Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? It, it, we just don't know. We don't have the information. And we think that people that are anti-Trump are inherently good, right? Like, like you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have somebody that's shitty, and then we'll have somebody that's not as shitty, and we treat the people that, that are not as shitty with more credibility than the shitty person. For example, um, Dr. Burks, I think her, her name is, that's, that's the woman's name, the, the tall woman that be up there in the press conferences, I think it's Dr. Burks ends in an X, um, and Dr. Fauci. I don't know much about these people in terms of how they are personally, um, but I do have some questions about their previous work experiences. And they may not be the saviors. You know, people say, oh, well, Dr. Fauci said it, then it must be, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because, I mean, one thing that we do know about the president is that he ain't going to have people around him that don't buy into his program. 
I mean, he's had a whole lot of turnover in his in in his administration in, in the three years he's been president. Hell of turnover. Right? So, you know, Dr. Fauci being the head of infectious disease or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yo, man. Fuck out of here. Right? So the president should have I mean I mean like 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 this this shit this shit's funny. The president goes on and um because you know he, he's in constant campaign mode. Right? Constant campaign mode shows us shows us the, the uh state of our political leaders that they're more concerned with running for re election than doing the job today. So Trump, and I think that this is full campaign ploy garbage, blames, you know, blaming China, blaming, um, says, you know, the U.S. is going to leave the World Health Organization. Twitter fact checks his bullshit, and he's going to put an executive order to stop Twitter and all of this. And it's bullshit, dude. It's bullshit. It's all bullshit to not... To, to not focus on the stuff that's really uh, important, right? But listen, we, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if we can leave the World Health Organization. I'm not sure if the World Health Organization <clears throat> exists without the United States funding. Um, let me see what happens if I'm on a quick search of how much of the funding, how much of World Health funding comes from the United States. How much of World Health Organization funding comes from U.S.? Um, here we go. Perfect. This is a fact sheet, kff.org, April 16th, 2020. says that um, in 2019, including assessed and voluntary contributions, the U.S. provided WHO an estimated $420 million. Um, altogether represents approximately 16% of their revenue in 2018-2019. So, yeah, they're, they're, I don't think the World Health Organization can exist without us. And if the World Health Organization doesn't exist, that's a huge problem for a lot of people. And um, a way that the United States kind of gets away with all of the bullshit that we do, not just to our citizens here, but also citizens abroad, is the fact that we're very generous in terms of how much money we give other people, almost like NCAA um, uh, schools and athletic programs. Um, because you're making so much money off of exploitation, you are then able to build the girls' volleyball team a new locker room. And the girls' volleyball team won't really rock the boat too much because if they do, they like, yo, don't forget who bought you this new locker room, bitch. Shut your mouth. It's the same. It's the same way when you know, uh, 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 Azerbaijan has a has a crisis, and the United States sends troops or resources and air quotes to help the indigenous people of Azerbaijan. Um, it's it's the same way. It's 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 the, it's the same way, right? So we have a president that doesn't want to be a president that wants to blame, that doesn't want to take accountable, but he does want to praise people, mainly white people, who protest with guns. Never heard of a peaceful protest with a gun strapped to your chest. I don't I don't 
understand how that could be derived as peaceful. Where I'm from, you know, I usually avoid, I usually, I try my best to avoid motherfuckers with guns strapped to their chest. Walk the other way from those people. So when the people were protesting on state houses because, you know, they couldn't get a haircut or because white people were tired of eating their own food for a month. It's like, oh, we got to protest. And, you know, Trump's saying, hey, we got to liberate. And he was saying liberate these states, the, the language that he uses. And words are very important. Words have always been very important to me. Um, it could be because, you know, growing up, I had a bit of a speech impediment and and – I would struggle with certain words, so I had to find synonyms for words so that if I hit a problem word, I was able to rapidly transition to another word without skipping a beat, right? So words are are meaningful to me. Words have meaning. So when you say things like liberate, and and you know what? Shout out to Tamika Mallory. I'm going to actually pause. Well, shout out to Tamika Mallory, but I'm going to pause on that for one second. When the president uses those words like liberate, uh, this morning he was calling people, uh, well, was it this morning or like yesterday? Well, I seen it this morning. He was he was calling people thugs, and I, I'm saying this on the fucking internet. Um, calling people thugs and everybody else is very good people. Depend, you know what I'm saying? Certain people are very good people. Certain people are thugs. Certain people are rapists. Certain people are nice people. Certain people are whatever. You know what I mean? And then you want to have an executive order on a platform that just wants to tell the however million followers that the president's Twitter account has hey, man, this is true, this isn't true. Hey, man, this is language we agree with, this is the language we agree with. Inciting violence and all that shit. People don't have a problem with the president doing that, or people don't have a problem with these people marching at, you know, marching on state capitals and state and, and city halls with guns. And the cops even are, are kind of cool. They'll like, they'll, they'll, they'll be very patient with white people with signs and flags and guns and weapons screaming in their faces. They'll be patient with that shit. They'll be chill with that shit. They'll be cool with that shit. But people walking down the street because again some so-called police officer killed a man in the middle of a street, in the middle of an American city with people watching and filming. That's the problem? Be clear. There's a lot of, I mean, there's there's, there's a lot of shit going on in, in, in this country nationally. As I'm recording this right now, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm reading tweets, I'm seeing things about how they turn and shit up in Atlanta. And hashtag we tried to tell y'all. I mean, all of this shit is a hashtag we tried to tell y'all thing, y'all. There, there is no more room for excuses. This is, yo, 
Eric Garner, scratch that. Tamir Rice was six years ago. You feel what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like, yeah, we've been, it's been nearly 10 years of people having access to video footage of police officers killing black people, black women, black men, black children. Right, we all, I mean, I mean, yo, these past weeks, past two weeks, three weeks, we we almost hit the trifecta. We had um, the homie, uh, what was his name in Georgia? Fuck, man. Arbery, Ahmad Arbery in Georgia. Granted, he wasn't killed by on-duty police officers. Uh, I believe one of the gentlemen is a former police officer. Um, the Breonna Taylor woman in Kentucky who was laying in bed with her boyfriend and cops run in the house and kill this woman and then try to charge the boyfriend with attempted murder because he, he tried to defend himself. Yo, man, you sleep in a bed, bro. Yo, listen, think about how scary that is. And it shows, listen, I'm not one of these people that subscribe to the like I'm paying attention to uh my non black friends or my white friends during a time. Your silence is your I'm not I don't I don't really subscribe to that. Um because you know, I'm somebody that still hasn't watched the George Floyd video of him being murdered. I I still haven't watched that video. Um I am confident that these videos are not these images are not healthy for me. If I can choose, I'm not watching them. I'm not volunteering for sadness anymore. So I haven't watched the video of that man being murdered, um, but I have seen enough. And if you don't want to talk about it, if it's if it's if it's if it's um, heavy, and you don't want to talk about it, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not mad at you, yo. I'm I'm not mad. You feel what I'm saying? It's very difficult to endure what's being said to us, what's being thrown at us at every turn on television, on the internet, on social media. All of the things that you go to kind of get a little bit of release from the stress that you deal from in your usual life, just to have these images of this man who, for all intents and purposes, seems like was a really, really, really good guy. Really good guy. There is. It seems like there's nothing negative you can say about this George Floyd man. This Breonna Taylor woman, from what I understand, she was a, a healthcare worker. She was a healthcare professional. One of the people that they make commercials about cheering for because they're going to work to protect our asses while we fucking want to go get a haircut, and we complain about this shit. You feel? You feel what I'm saying? You killed this woman in her house, yo. While she's sleeping on a mistake, looking for a motherfucker that your colleagues said that they've uh, that they've put in custody hours beforehand. Incompetence. 
is the nicest way to describe it. And that's how they would feed it to us before. It was incompetence. It was, oh, these police officers need better training. You know, the, my first instance of confusion, like like I was I, I was alive. I knew, you know, I, I, I had sense. I knew relatively what was going on with the Rodney King thing. I didn't understand why they was whooping Rodney King's ass, but the concept of racism and all that escaped me as a youth. Um, I grew up and there was no white people in anywhere except the drug addicts. Um, I mean, I mean, here or there, we had some white people that I was speaking of, but, but mainly the, the white people where I lived were drug addicts. Um, <clears throat> but as I got older and, and, and you know, I, I you know moved to a different part, I started going to school with white people. Um, I started to learn more about people, and it was the Abner Louima thing. You guys might remember, if you're from the Tri-State area, it will Tri-State area like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. Um, Abner Louima was a Haitian-American who um, was arrested at a nightclub by some police officers, and they beat his ass pretty bad, and they sodomized this man. They put a plunger, the, 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 the plunger stick, they they stuck it up his ass. The MIPD did this, and I was like, "Yeah, what the fuck?" And you know, it was the same. It was the the Al Sharpton's of the world, the Jesse Jackson of the world, saying, "Oh, you know, you know, better training. Police need better." Training. And I'm like, "Better training? What the? Like, yo, listen, I, I'm not a police officer, but I'm pretty confident that their training doesn't involve, you know." sticking a broomstick up his ass. It's not in the manual for how to apprehend a criminal. It's not in the manual for how to carry out an, an interrogation. You see what I'm saying? But that but, but that was my first time hearing about police needing better training. And quite frankly, that Abner Louima thing might be 22 years ago. I'm not going to look it up, but it might be about 22 years ago. Okay. So for the, the young people that are in the streets of Minneapolis, and the real nigga in me is proud of, of you people in Minneapolis because y'all burned down a motherfucking police station. And now I get it. We're not supposed to condone violence and all that. And, yeah, you're right. We're not supposed to. But we're a society that's okay with 27 school children being killed in school. We're a society that's okay with, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, like, like literally school children. I know high school is so different, but, but like children, babies, we're okay with that. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't change anything from that Sandy Hook shooting. We had that Parkland shooting where that asshole goes into that high school and kills those people. We don't change anything. And when they arrest that fucker, I, I, I remember his name. I ain't, I ain't gonna look it up. When they arrested that fucker, I watched the video of them arresting that fucker. The body cam footage that they were quick to release. Nobody put their fat knee in his neck. Nobody, uh, uh, when they were putting him in the car, nobody banged his head on the top of the door panel while they were putting him in the car, like President Pussy Grabber instructed. Nobody did that. Nobody did that to Dylan Roof. When that bitch ass motherfucker ran into the to the to the church and killed those black people that were praying to God. 
we were okay with that. They they gave they gave homie Burger King or Wendy's or whatever the fuck. You feel what I'm saying? Nobody put their fucking knees in his neck. He wasn't mysterious. He, he didn't hang himself. He wasn't alleged to have hung himself in police custody like they're telling us our sister Sandra Bland did. No, no, you know what I'm saying? Nobody, nobody, nothing. It was, it was what, yo, you know what I'm saying? We slapped the bracelets on his criminal. We put his ass in jail. You feel what I'm saying? Yet, you want people to do what? Be peaceful? We've been peaceful. We've been marching. You know what I'm saying? With Mike Brown, hands up, don't shoot. All summer, we marched all over this fucking country. Hands up, don't shoot. With, with motherfucking Eric Gardner, I can't breathe. We wore hoodies for Trayvon. For, um, not Trayvon, for Trayvon. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it, and, 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 and I don't want to mix the Trayvon Martin thing or the Botham Jean thing with what happened to George Floyd with what I'm talking about. Um, Trayvon was murdered by a loser-ass, bitch-made motherfucker who wanted to be a cop. And Botham Jean was murdered by a trifling, dirty, scandalous bitch who was employed as a cop while she was off duty. George Floyd was murdered by a dickless, punk-ass, hoe-ass, pussy-ass, bitch-ass motherfucker posing as a police officer. Derek Chauvin. Okay? And four other bitch-ass motherfuckers, excuse me, three other bitch-ass motherfuckers also, whose names escape me at the moment. And... We got video footages. We got the footages of homie murdering this man. And from what I understand, this video is pretty lengthy. It, it, it isn't like the Tamir Rice video where it's 21 seconds of footage. And after three seconds of footage, the young boy in the park is on his back. It ain't that. For, you know, people tell me, oh, yeah, it's seven minutes. It's nine minutes. It's multiple angles. It's a motherfucker across the street filming, too. You feel what I'm saying? So when the district attorney of, uh, I believe it's Hennepin County, Hennequin County, whatever county Minneapolis is in, hops on television and says, oh, yeah, well, we need more evidence, man. We got the investigators investigating the investigation. And once all of that's done, we'll be able to figure out if we're going to charge or, you know, whatever. And what the fuck is you talking about, man? fuck is you talking about man since when since when it is video evidence not enough to convict the motherfucker since when listen let me go out in the street get in a fist fight with somebody whoop that ass handcuff them and then put my knee in their neck while somebody films it and and you know this person is is begging and and begging for their life saying yo bro i can't breathe Yo, bro, this shit hurts. My stomach hurts. Everything hurts. Yo, bro, I think y'all gonna kill me. And then this motherfucker is killed as a result of this. Cops see the video, and they say, wow, yeah, damn, that looks a lot like Mitch. You know what, though? We still gonna need some more evidence. Never, ever does that happen. 
right? This afternoon, they put out that little bullshit, um, third-degree murder, which I didn't even know existed. Third-degree murder and uh, whatever the fuck. And, and, and you know what? Let me, let me uh, crack open. Let me uh, crack over because I there was there was uh, uh, some some you know Twitter love that I wanted to show to the wonderful um, where is it there's, there's there's this wonderful Twitter account where is it where is it where is it where is it did I retweet it or did I just like it I think I, I think I may have retweeted it hold up hold up I I, I find it guys there here we go. This is from the wonderful Ebony Joy EFQ account. Shout out to Ebony Joy. Um, First degree murder equals taking a life with premeditation. Now, there was a city councilwoman who broke the news and said that George Floyd and Derek Chauvin knew each other. They worked at the same establishment. Could this have been personal? I, I don't, I, we might need more evidence for that, okay? We might need more evidence for that. Um, I, I listened to an interview on CNN where they interviewed a woman, um, a Latina woman who is a nightclub owner that employed both of these men at her nightclub. And she had great things to say about Brother Floyd. So, you know, first degree, we might need more evidence for first degree murder. Cool. Second degree murder equals malicious and involves the intent to kill. Like first degree murder, but it's not premeditated. Heat of the moment. Now, I've seen pictures where this Dennis Chauvin guy, Derek Chauvin, excuse me, um, has his knee on George Floyd and his hand in his pocket with like this like nonchalant kind of smug look on his face. To me, to me, that's malicious. I don't need any further evidence of malicious intent than you kneeing on a man that's handcuffed um, because you put handcuffs on him because you're supposed to arrest him, right? You, you, you have a knee on a man that's handcuffed and he's begging for his life and you won't even, you, you won't even stand up. I ain't even saying pick the nigga off the street, which he had no business being on the street anyway. Mm. You know, I think that there's video evidence for second degree murder. Cool. But, you know, they throw us some little bullshit, third degree murder, killing another person through carelessness or indifference, right? So what that means is, to me, this is how this is how I interpret that. Okay, this this is this is this is this is this is what it means to me. I'm somebody who, in the past, no more, no more. If anybody from the state of New Jersey is listening, no more do I do this. I'm somebody in the past who likes to speed, who liked to speed. Let's say that I'm speeding. And I'm going 110 miles an hour, and I lose control of my vehicle. I hit another vehicle, and the person whom I hit loses their life because of my carelessness. That's third-degree murder. 
I'm not intending to kill anybody. However, my careless behavior, my indifferent behavior to those around me results in somebody else losing their life for the simple fact that they happen to be on the side of the highway at the same time I was driving. That's that's what that means to me. This is not what is being voiced to me as what happened in that video, okay? So she goes on and says, third-degree murder in Minnesota involves inherently dangerous acts with no regard for human life. Inherently dangerous acts may be direct or indirect. One attempts to harm but not kill. This is the lowest degree, punishable by a sentence of imprisonment for not more than 25 years and a payment of a fine of not more than $40,000. And this was, and, and this is the, the, the crux of the tweet. There is no minimum. The killer can walk with no time behind bars on third degree murder. Okay. Just leaving that out there. Thank you, Ebony Joy for that information, okay? Um, There were, all right, so Thursday, was it Thursday? So, So this man was murdered, George Floyd was murdered Memorial Day, Monday. I believe Wednesday, I was listening to a program and um, they were talking about Stephen Jackson and how in the relationship Stephen Jackson had with, you know, Mr. Floyd. Thursday, Stephen Jackson was on Poppy Harlow on CNN and uh, salute to Stephen Jackson. Captain Jack always been a real one. And Stephen Jackson pulled off the Texas own Stephen Jackson called for the death penalty on live on live cable television. And, you know, we we learned that the state of Minnesota doesn't have the death penalty, but I was like, woof, it was, it, I, 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 I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting that. And I immediately thought to myself, boy, CNN's going to get in trouble. These news programs are going to get in trouble if they keep putting cameras in people's faces that are hurting. Steven Jackson was in tears on the social media about this shit. He lost his friend. It's unfortunate for Stephen Jackson. It's unfortunate for people that knew Mr. Floyd to have to watch their friend, their loved one, their family member being murdered in the street by somebody who was supposed to protect them. In a city, from what I understand, Mr. Floyd rode for. Mr. Floyd was a fan of Minnesota, was a fan of Minneapolis because he had opportunity there. And all he wanted to do was work and take care of his family. Which is all we all, which is what we all want to do. Um, and boy, let me tell you, earlier today, CNN they 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 let people rock again, and they had this press conference, and it was at a, I mean maybe city hall, maybe a courthouse. They had a lot of black people there. Didn't know so many black people were in Minnesota. Salute to y'all. Um, but. 
there was some there was a minister from some Baptist church. He got up there. He said his piece. He kept it sweet. Um, and he said, yo, I ain't really here for all this. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you know, we ain't, we ain't really here to be talking. Like, we need, we need some action. We need, you know, so we need justice for George Floyd. And then there were these remarkable young women. And I really wish I, I really wish I remembered their name. But these women, they were spitting that fire. They was, woo, they were coming with it. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't, I, I don't know if CNN, I don't know if it's the message that CNN want to be broadcasted. And then Tamika Mallory gets on. And Tamika Mallory blows it up. And and I'm seeing some of the clips of Tamika Mallory circulating across the Internet. And, you know, shout out to Tamika Mallory. Um, I've been a fan of hers uh, for the past four years now. Um, seems, seems like she's really good at her job. Seems like a very smart, a very thoughtful woman. Salute to her. Uh, but she got on there and she was she kept it a little bit too real and they, they had to cut her off. Breaking news, we got blah 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 blah. Um I'm 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 glad the internet's around to see those clips and um I agree with everything that she said. This was yo, we was say we was we, We were cool with the silent, peaceful protest. Y'all didn't take us seriously. Colin Kaepernick lost his career. Y'all didn't take us seriously. I don't know if Jay-Z or the NFL players coalition. I don't know if they're doing it. I don't I don't know. I don't I I haven't seen anything. I don't want to say that they're not and be mistaken. I I don't know. I haven't seen it. If somebody can educate me, I'd greatly appreciate that. But where the fuck are they? Where the fuck are the I mean wh- whoever's a part of the players coalition for the Minnesota Vikings for, you know, the well, they ain't got a sports team in Kentucky, but you know what I'm saying? Where, where are they? We keep seeing black people getting shot by the cops for the most dumbest of shit. Excuse, well, not shot, but murdered by the cops for the dumbest of shit. Because Eric Garner wasn't shot. He was strangled to death on a New York City street in July, middle of the afternoon, for allegedly selling loose cigarettes. That's the dumbest of shit to kill a nigga for. When you didn't kill a nigga that shot up a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado. You didn't kill a nigga that shot up church in Charleston, South Carolina. You didn't kill a nigga that shot up a fucking high school in Parkland, Florida. You feel what I'm saying? You ain't killed these motherfuckers. You killed the dude that was allegedly selling loose cigarettes. You killed the dude that allegedly had a counterfeit $20 bill? Say, bro, I've heard stories from from recognizable black talent who says, yo, who who will tell you about times when they got funny money from banks and financial institutions. Like, oh, I went to withdraw 
certain amount of cash. You're going to pay my rent. The bank gave me a counterfeit hundred. You can't return the counterfeit hundred back to the bank. I'm like, well, you do that shit. You know what I'm saying? But, but come on, that's some, that's, some, that's some dumb shit to kill a nigga for. And people just asking for justice. Like, what the fuck y'all thought? Y'all just be thinking that these slogans don't have no meaning. What y'all thought no justice, no peace meant? What y'all thought that that meant, yo? Like, I, like I'm, 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 I'm so curious as to like why y'all, are... yo, I'm so glad. I'm not. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm not here to say that these young people should be that these people should be burning shit down and breaking windows and on. I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that they should. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. But I do agree with the premise that it's either going to be freedom for all of us or freedom for none of us. Period. We're either going to figure out a way on how we're going to be comfortable together, how we're going to live comfortably together, or I'm going to make all of you motherfuckers uncomfortable. I am a fan of that. I support that. If I ain't having fun, ain't nobody having none. Fuck that. I support that. Period. Point blank. Especially at a time when the only violent crime that's going up is police shootings. That's the only violent crime that's going up. Police shootings. Every crime has been going down every year consecutively for the last 29 years. Yet, brothers getting killed for jogging, women getting killed for sleeping in their house, dudes is getting killed for, yo, listen, it's already established that homie was a, 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 was a, was a part-time security guard, a part-time bouncer. I used to be a bouncer. I know how that, yo, bouncers get paid straight, straight cash at the end of the night while the money's being counted up. Somebody comes into the bar, pays with a counterfeit twenty. The bartender don't check that shit as it as it fucking to the pot. When you count up that money, you just say, "Yo, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, boom, 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 boom." Here you go. That possibly is how homie came up with the counterfeit bill to begin with. But but what justification is there? Y'all talking about chill? Chill don't pay the bills. Y'all talking about be cool? Niggas been cool. Niggas been cool when y'all killed 12-year-old Tamir Rice in a park at a time when people complained about kids not going outside to play. Little man was outside at a park playing by himself. Cops rolled up, killed the motherfucker. What makes it even more disgusting, what makes it even more sick, and now we're going to talk about this shit politically, is the fact that Amy Klobuchar, senator from Minnesota, was being vetted as a vice president pick for Joe Biden. Amy Klobuchar let this bitch motherfucker slide. Dennis Chauvin, Derek Chauvin. I keep, damn, man, I feel bad for whoever's named Dennis Chauvin. I feel bad for him, and he having a bad week. Um, Derek Chauvin let him slide because he has countless, not not countless, he has about a, a, about a half dozen to a dozen police brutality claims on his jacket. And she chose to let that shit slide. Bitch, fuck you. 
So, yo, we see black people. There ain't no, man, yo, Dr. John Henry Clark told me years ago, we ain't got no friends. Is A.B. Klomachar our friend? You won't even prosecute police officers that break the law. You feel what I'm saying? Is uh, 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 Senator Harris our friend? Because she also wasn't prosecuting police officers for brutality claims. And, she's in, and she was in Oakland, San Francisco, the Bay Area. And we front like we can't pull up a video of Oscar Grant handcuffed, laying on his stomach, getting shot in his back by a cop on New Year's Eve. This was so long ago that the movie that they made about Oscar Grant getting killed is old. What other alternative do you give people? You complaining about property. Yo, man, listen. I'm not mad at I'm I'm not mad at these people burning burning down a target. Target target will be I. Right. Just like Tamika Mallory said. Target's supposed to be here in the street with the people, making sure that the people get justice. Target wants the people to come into their stores and spend money. I can give a fuck about an AutoZone getting burnt down. AutoZone ain't have shit to say when Philando Castile was murdered in his car and his seatbelt on. AutoZone ain't say shit about that. Also in Minnesota. Minneapolis is a city where Muhammad Noor, black police officer, killed that white woman in the dark. And I think they gave that nigga 12 years. Justice was swift for Muhammad Noor. Philando Castile still hasn't received justice. They, they killed that man in front of his daughter and his woman. They killed that man. And we can watch it. And we can watch that woman fucking anguish and suffer. We can watch that family suffer. Because the internet is forever. So yeah, bro. Listen, like I like I said, man. They they they. I don't know what's gonna happen in Atlanta, but they turned up in Atlanta. They was turned up in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center, and 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 I I hope the world, the nation sees just how abhorrent, just how disgusting, just how vile, and fucking immature. The New York Police Department is. I love it. I love that people are becoming people. Are, oh my God! Well, what are we? Well, what are we? Well, what? Yeah, we we was past that. Y'all remember how disrespectful y'all called a dude for kneeling quietly? Y'all remember? Y'all remember how y'all treated this man? You remember how y'all treated these people that was just at, that, all of that all lives matter bullshit, all of that blue lives matter bullshit? Y'all remember how y'all treated these people that was just like, yo, bro, let's have a conversation as, as about why my humanity matters. I mean, what type of soft ass pussy shit is that? Let's have a conversation so I can so I can explain to you 
why my right to exist matters? Think about that. You would never go into any situation of negotiation where you're giving away your leverage at the onset. Say, bro, let me try to convince you why I matter as a human being. We started this jokingly talking about that Amy Cooper woman and all of the repercussions that that Amy Cooper woman has faced is not because she tried to weaponize the police against the black man. It's because she was strangling a fucking dog. Come on, man. You talking about, oh, well, I mean, it, 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 it ain't right. Yeah, no shit, it ain't right, motherfucker. Ain't nothing right, man. Ain't nothing right. I can't stand y'all pussy-ass niggas and be on these social media sites trying to pony up to white mommy and daddy sucking dick talking about, oh, my God, I, I mean, you know, what does this have to do with George Floyd's family? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, you pussy-ass niggas. Pussy-ass, scary-ass niggas. They still not going to fuck with you. They still not going to respect you. They still not going to treat you as a human being. They still not going to consider you for the next promotion you're supposed to get at your punk-ass company that overlooks you every time your dick-sucking ass tries to get a promotion. They still not going to consider you, dog. They still not going to accept you. So fuck it. It's freedom for all of us or it's freedom for none. Period. Thank y'all for listening to the Hood Loves Me podcast. Subscribe, rate, and comment. Um, hopefully I'm in a better mood next week. Talk to y'all soon, man. Y'all take it easy. Get it.